0: Hey all, welcome to a very special bonus episode of FinTech Insider, all about the top 25 startups in the UK. This list was created by LinkedIn, and I had the pleasure of being joined by Barclays Managing Director Megan Cawood to talk it through over on FinTech Insider On Air, our weekly live show. We thought it was so good that we'd also put this out as a bonus episode on this podcast. Enjoy. All right. uh, Well, what we're going to do before we maybe get into the LinkedIn top 25 list, uh, a few facts about some of the startups that are actually out there. So just this year alone, there's been 477,000 startups created in the UK, which is terrifying. Uh, They're also contributing 400 billion to the economy. Which is an amazing and staggering kind of uh, thing in terms of their going. So when LinkedIn picked a good list to go for, then this seems like a pretty one, uh, good one to be, to be looking at. And um, LinkedIn looked at uh, four main things when they were picking out this list. They put, picked out employee growth, so how quickly are those organisations actually growing? Job seeker interest in terms of the amount of applications and the people who are looking at the vacancies that those organisations have got. Member engagement, so this is members from a LinkedIn perspective. So how frequently are they profiles being engaged with and are people searching for them on LinkedIn? Um, And then how well are those startups actually bringing in flagship top company company talent, which is quite hard to say. Um, Evidently, um, LinkedIn have a top companies list, which if you're managing to steal good people from other organizations, they reward you for it, which is good. So um, I guess on with the list to a certain degree. And we're going to do this top of the pop star, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. we're gonna do a bit of a countdown. Backwards countdown. Yeah, so 25, mm-hmm. uh, should we should we get on with what the? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah let's do it. Right, so in at, I, I feel like, um, who was it, yeah. Smashy and Nicey that used to do the, uh, like in, you're too young for this, Megan. Yeah, sorry.
1: I have no idea um, yeah,
0: But in 25, there was a company called Darktrace. So mm-hmm. Darktrace are a cyber security company. I'm mm-hmm. gonna maybe skip over some of the ones that are non-financial services and move on yeah. to our specialisms yeah, to a certain degree. Um, Darktrace, cyber secu- security company, Well done, guys, really good. A test in 24 was a consumer growth platform. We have in 23rd, White Hat, a uh, career focused on uh, apprenticeships organization, which is super cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in at 22 was a company called Moneybox, which we know a little bit more about. So, fan
1: favorites. Yeah, like awesome
0: company doing some really interesting things in the the sort of savings space. You know, savings this year actually seems to be kind of a thing that's really sort of taking off, both in terms of fintechs and more broadly, right? We're seeing lots of interesting things in that space.
1: Well, yeah, and it's really quite cool because I met Charlie, the the CEO of Moneybox, years ago, and he really (laughs) had this idea of not just helping people make better financial decisions, but automating that process. So Moneybox is automatically um, rounding up your spend. So actually at Starling, when we had launched our API back in, gosh, 2017, or whenever it was, it was actually Moneybox that did the first um, API integration that was with the transaction API to automatically pull it in and round up that spend. But I think it's such a cool focus, not only focusing on savings, but automating and that kind of healthy decision making that people are wanting to implement. So yeah, really cool to see them on there.
0: Yeah, the the sort of um, passive in uh, mm-hmm. saving you mm-hmm. know saving without you knowing you're saving like yeah. it's because uh, everybody wants to do that but not really yeah. takes the take yeah. the time to find it so well yeah. done those guys yeah, anyway well all right uh, moving on so 21 there was a company called cognism which is mm-hmm. a b2b lead generation company mm-hmm. uh, 20 was continuo. Mm-hmm. Uh, digital transformation company. Uh, at, at 19 was a really, mm-hmm. I know PET really liked this one, a company called Arrival, which made some super cool electric vans. Which, if you haven't yeah. checked it out, go and check out their website. That was very yeah. interesting. Um, but landing in at 18 was Modular, who are a business payments platform. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the companies who actually won mm-hmm. part of the uh, RBS Remedies Fund. Mm-hmm. Was it 10 or 5 million that they got, PET? I think it was 10, wasn't
1: it? I so, think we landed on 10. Yeah. Because of a, a pair up they had with Adam. Is that's, that right? Uh, yeah. Well, they're
0: in pool yeah. C, yeah. which was 10 million. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, congratulations to yeah, those guys. Congrats. Another good kind of accolade for those. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. interestingly, a B2B player. You yeah. know, many of these above this have yeah. been, you know, almost B2C companies, yeah, but, uh, you know, a, a, an yeah. integration technology company coming into this space. Yeah,
1: absolutely. No, I think it's quite cool, not only the B2B focus, but. A lot of the key themes that we're hitting on, which we'll get through in all of these, is not only fintech, but a clear focus on payments. Also, some of the things that we've seen rise to the the occupation shortage list in the UK, like cybersecurity. Mm. So really hitting on the areas where we see increased efficiency, but also increased needs by the virtue of digital just kind of expanding its presence through every industry. So quite cool. I
0: agree. In at 17, we had monies. So I I kind of feel like monies are uh, one of the older fintechs. You know, these guys have sort of been around since the beginning really. You know, yeah. for, the, for anybody who doesn't know, money's aimed at um, more of an immigrant population, aren't they? Yeah. Actually sort of, yeah. they made a, a real um, big impact by making mm-hmm. it a lot easier to actually gain access to an account mm-hmm. at the very beginning, mm-hmm. which is obviously something that people really struggle with.
1: Yeah, and they're doing a whole advertising um, initiative right now actually around students who are studying abroad mm-hmm. um, and really targeting that. But yeah, they really have this focus on expats, on immigrants, uh, but I think this is where we get into the part of the list where we're getting to these companies that I feel are actually quite successful, mm-hmm. even though they're still a startup, maybe actually more in the scale up, but definitely like a, a high growth innovative company and under the criteria we have, like definitely doing some really cool stuff.
0: Like I say, that, that startup, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, some of the companies in the list in totality have got, nearly a 1,000 people working at them, right? So, you know, startup is quite a broad category, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can still be a startup and have a unicorn valuation by virtue of this list. So I do think um, there are some startups in here which are much earlier stage, some are which, you know, five to 10 years old, but they still fall into this category of being relatively early stage compared to the, mm. the incumbents in the ecosystem. So, but yeah, very cool stuff they're
0: doing. Very cool. Uh, yeah. In at sixteen, we have Lad Bible, which yeah. I wasn't sure still exists. Like, if anybody doesn't know yeah. Lad Bible, if you're on Facebook or you're on uh, Instagram, you probably get hit with an ad every so mm. often uh, from some entertaining GIF or meme mm-hmm. or something type thing. Yeah. That's those guys. Yep. Um, in at 15, we had Flagstone. So they are a cash interest rate account for high mm-hmm. depositors, which I had not come across so much, if I'm honest with you. I don't, yeah. don't know if you've heard too much about them.
1: No, no, not really. Actually, that sounds pretty cool.
0: And the fact that they've managed to get into the top 15 with yeah. with that, like flying yeah. potentially slightly under the radar, is, yeah. is pretty impressive.
1: It would be quite cool if they did something with Raisin, who's all about aggregating your, your savings accounts, helping you to allocate that funding. So, mm. yeah, quite I agree. Cool. Yeah.
0: All right. In at 14, we have Thought Machine. You know, these yeah. are the guys... Thought Machine, for anybody who doesn't know, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's like 27x Google engineers coming together to build Mm -hmm. uh, next generation core banking system. Mm -hmm. Really, really good company. Uh, Paul uh, over there, who founded the company, doing an amazing job. Uh, I think they've got a partnership with Lloyds Banking Group. They're Mm -hmm. implementing with a couple of other organizations globally. Mm -hmm. um, Doing amazing things.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I think they have like a five-year exclusive tie-up with Lloyds here in the UK, Mm -hmm. but I think it really shows this increased focus not only on Digital or tech, but being able to really rewrite that from the ground up and doing that through strategic partnerships, and they're really nailing that. But they're here; they're in Asia; they're they're a pretty global company as well. So yeah.
0: Well, and uh, and I saw that Paul came out, I think on LinkedIn recently, yeah. actually saying, you know, his biggest mission right now is just to hoover up all of the talent in London. Yeah. Um, which I mean, this is probably going to help with that one. So right. uh, congratulations to the guys yeah. over at Thought Machine. Yeah. Uh, number. Thirteen we had was Bud, a yeah. uh, company I know really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, was uh, previously one of their non-executive directors actually over at, at Bud. Mm-hmm. They are probably one of the companies mm-hmm. who are taking most advantage of everything that's been happening with open mm-hmm. banking. So mm-hmm. uh, congratulations to Ed and Jamie and the guys over there. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys know them really well as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I've been good friends with them since two thousand sixteen. And if you go back to two thousand sixteen and start talking about open banking, uh, it wasn't really a thing yet when they started talking about open APIs. There was PSD two in its early infancy but really they helped to not only be thought leaders but pioneers in the space showing the utility of it how it can help to connect fintechs and other tech consumer companies with the banks, um, and what that was. So not only have they done a good job, I think, with growing their own company, but also helping to kind of spearhead a new type of connected ecosystem within the whole financial services space. So yeah, I think it's well deserved. So congrats to both Jamie and Ed and the whole team.
0: I know every time I talk to Ed, he's got another thing he wants to develop mm-hmm. on top of the product. So mm-hmm. I like say I think uh, I see this going from strength to strength yeah, to strength, yeah. which is cool. Absolutely. All right. Uh, in at twelve we had mm-hmm. Gate One. Uh, these are, guys are a digital uh, transformation. Consultancy. I mm. hadn't come across these guys, but uh, well done, Gate 1. Yeah, In uh, at 11, uh, we have our friends over at Clearbank, which is yeah. cool. So, another sort of core systems mm-hmm. player, you know with Thought Machine, with uh, with the, the ClearBank mm-hmm. guys. We mm-hmm. had uh, Nick Ogden, actually, on Fintech Insider a couple of weeks ago. The stuff that those guys are doing is yeah. amazing. You know, the fact that there hasn't been a, a clearing bank for 250 yeah. years, and he just yeah. went and did it. So it uh, yeah. turns out it's going rather yeah. well. So well done, him.
1: I remember that uh, for a period of time, I think they were referred to as infrastructure banks, and mm-hmm. people were trying to give these sub names to challenger banks. You had neo banks, challenger banks, traditional challenger banks like Metro, and then you had infrastructure banks like ClearBank who went to get the banking license, build a bank from scratch, but actually in order to improve B2B access to the ecosystem. Yep. So yeah, it's uh, they've been doing really well, so it's cool to see them on the list.
0: Indeed. Yeah. All right, in at number 10, so we're getting to the top 10 now, we have Curve. So mm-hmm. Curve, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, um, they are a uh, an aggregator play for credit cards. So you can pay on one card, and in the back mm-hmm. of that, basically decide which card you actually want that transaction to go mm-hmm. post-payment, which I always yeah. thought was such a, a kind of cool thing. We actually had and uh the CEO and uh, Mariano Belinky, back when he was part of Santander in Adventures, uh, on the podcast ages and ages and ages ago, talking about this one. But yeah. it's a super cool product. I think um, I know mm-hmm. they've struggled a little bit with mm-hmm. the American Express relationship, kind of yeah. on and off a little bit in terms of areas. But yeah. I, I, have, I still see a lot of people using those curved cards. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. I think Shakar Bialik, the CEO, was very visionary and very passionate about the product. Really good at hiring a team of like minded people to help drive that forward. But the main focus being on ease of use. So, thinking that people have all of these different cards, pulling them into one, uh, being able to do the things like reverse changing the transaction. Uh, So if you spent it on one card, but you actually want to change it to another Mm -hmm. for points optimization or whatever reason, that being quite cool. But then also looking at the other things they're wanting to do across the cards with loyalty and rewards, Mm -hmm. what they're looking at doing with Amex, which to be fair with Amex has been a bit of a struggle, but they've been doing really well.
0: I I know they've talked about in the past about potentially using it for lending as well. So actually, if you want that decision not to be, Mm -hmm. uh, you can change the payment yeah. at all you know you might want to put that card on a loan or you might want to put yeah. it on a car- uh, credit card or yeah. even just take money out of savings and so yeah. I-, I mean that uh, i think they refer to it as time machine didn't they yeah. the, the you know post uh, yeah. sort thing you know? yeah
1: reverse splitting it and then saying actually for this large transaction if i can pay it over installments hmm. over 12 month period um I think they also raised, what was it, like 50 million this year? They raised a pretty large round just quite recently. So,
0: well done to the guys over
1: there.
0: Uh, Coming in at number nine, we have Tide, who... um, Tide have just been absolutely killing it. Like, uh, if you are a... Uh, opening a business Mm. account right now you're Mm. probably going to be like narrowing it down to one of three Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Tide are going to be on that list Um, you know just the amount of customer acquisition that they've been doing Mm. here is Mm. amazing you know they obviously changed CEO what about 18 months ago um, Mm -hmm. with uh, George kind of stepping back Mm -hmm. and it seems to have really worked for them you know like the the new advertisements that are going on the amount of customers acquisitions so uh, I know obviously from your styling days you worked with uh, on the business side of things as well But um, how did you guys kind of see them?
1: Yeah, so I saw them as taking, um, they had a similar vision, but with a different approach. So similar to how Monzo originally started as a prepaid card, Tide didn't actually get their full banking license. They were just really focusing on the fact that it's difficult to open um, a business bank account. Um, The user experience or still massive gap between what the banks offer today and these small businesses. And really, if you look in that space, like a lot of small businesses uh, feel a bit disenfranchised from the large corporate offerings that usually um, offer something very similar to a current account, but charge for it by virtue of you being a business. So I think they're really trying attack that space uh, quite early on. But yeah, the difference with Starling was Starling always had this view of wanting to be the full bank account with giving Mm -hmm. the FSCS protection, kind of going to the full nine yards in terms of competing with the large banks as well. But it's, yeah, it's very much in that space of making it easier for businesses to manage their finances. And they're doing really well. And obviously,
0: I guess Tide and uh, ClearBank, actually, their relationship with what did they get, 60 mil from the Remedies Fund collectively? Yeah. You know, Clearbank and yeah. Tide sort of proposition. So yeah. uh, again, it's an interesting one, how, how impactful mm-hmm. potentially the Remedies Fund is going to be for, for the this yeah. listing sort of going forwards as well.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, over on number eight, we have Goat Agency, which um, sounds like a farming thing. Apparently not. Uh, They're an influencer marketing thing. I think it's referenced to Mm -hmm. greatest of all time. Ah, yeah, Yeah. this is
1: one of those. It's not even millennial anymore. It's like the Gen Z. I heard Goat recently. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm just not getting into that.
0: But it looks pretty cool, like (laughs) influencer marketing at scale, basically. So, uh, you know, kind of if you've got a decent enough following on Instagram or Twitter, then these are the guys who are going to help you monetize it, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But really, the ones that they've been trumped by in the number seven spot, <laughs> you know, pretty, pretty impressive.
0: Well, so in, in at seven is us at eleven FS. So we're, I mean, we're super happy about it. Like yeah. It was a real surprise to be um, so high up on the listing in terms mm-hmm. of the um, the the people who are kind of around us. I think the thing that I'm kind of most proud of a little mm-hmm. bit is I think we're the only company on the list who hasn't taken VC money, mm-hmm. which uh, is really good from our perspective yeah. because it means we can keep making decisions in the way that we've done and uh, keep growing the company in the direction that we have.
1: Yeah, and you're now three years old, right? This yeah. year was your third? third Just, yeah,
0: third year working. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so whenever you actually compare yourself to the other ones we'll get into within the top seven... Um, you're probably the youngest. Um, yeah. There's one that I won't spoil who it is. There's one I'm not quite so sure about, but I think compared to most, you're probably the youngest one. Very
0: true. Yeah, very well, exciting. We'll keep, keep rising yeah. each year. We'll yeah. see where we get to. All right. Uh, in number six, we have mm-hmm. Formula E. Which yeah. I was like, I mean, if you're going to be beaten by anybody to that sixth spot, then mm-hmm. a Formula One company, a yeah. Formula E company would be a, a good one to do. Yeah. Um, amazing company. If you go and check out their website, they're building out amazing cars. And actually um, a whole sort of community ecosystem around what they're doing as well. Yeah. So looks yeah. super cool. Really um, nice. In at five, there is Babylon. So these yeah. are the um, distributing healthcare or GP appointments and um, distribution of... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, drugs, not not drugs mm-hmm. in a weird way, in yeah, terms of... Pharmaceuticals. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> to, to kind of get yeah. to people. So you can make an appointment yeah. with a GP, you can do a uh, a full consultation via Hangout mm-hmm. via your phone, which is super, super yeah. cool. Yeah,
1: it's not fintech, but I really love the space in the health tech, so I'm really glad we've seen one come up into the top five. Yeah. I think there's so many efficiencies that we can bring into the healthcare space, so yeah, really very, very exciting cool. company. Yeah. Uh, do you know
0: what? I've used them a few times, actually, yeah. so I've given up my... GP in Norwich Mm -hmm. is to have that here and I found it great you know the only thing is like um, working in an environment where you've got predominantly glass-based meeting rooms it can make the consultations (laughs) a bit weird for not just for me but for everybody (laughs) yeah
1: fair (laughs) enough yeah that's very open around here it is
0: (laughs) everybody knows everything all right um in at four so we have Mm. your old gaff Starling Bank
1: yeah Starling Bank no super exciting to see um, I, for me, if they hadn't been on the list, I would have been shocked. They've just been moving from strength to strength. They're at 583 uh, employees now, still expanding rapidly. This year, they raised another massive fund. I'm going to forget exactly how much it was. They got $100 million from the RBS remedies yeah. Fund, raised, I want to say, another $75 million. So in terms of just moving from strength to strength with getting the banking license back in, gosh, 2017, mm-hmm. fully launching... Launching the APIs, launching the business account, launching joint accounts, doing the full nine yards. They're just uh, moving from strength to strength. Really I think,
0: cool. um, and you know, open an office yeah. in Cardiff.
1: Yeah. Um, announced um, one yesterday
0: in Southampton yeah,
1: they just you know, the, and yeah.
0: just um, if Property Baron, if nothing else, right? Like yeah. hoovering up all of those different places.
1: In the Southampton office, um, at first I was thinking like, ah, strategic location if you want to have a boat, you know? <laughs> and I know the CIO, John Down loves his boat. Nice. So, but also it actually has a really impressive uh, university with a focus on AI there. Mm. So I think there's probably a number of strategic decisions on why they're expanding, but um yeah just growing like crazy over there
0: well it's, it's good to see more investment going yeah. outside of london as well right mm-hmm. so actually uh obviously
1: mm-hmm.
0: Anne is welsh so yeah. cardiff and i'm sure she wanted to kind yeah. of put more stuff back into the yeah. you know the motherland as it were um yeah. but you know really sort of spreading around where new job creation is kind of made yeah. i know um yeah. obviously the the guys at atom are doing a lot for mm-hmm. you know flying the flag for fintech in, in the north Durham. of england yeah. in yeah and yeah. Uh, And Edinburgh is doing a lot as well. So it'll be interesting to see how, I mean, there's probably a consistent thing here of if most of these companies are in London, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think probably 22 or 23 of them are probably mm-hmm. HQ'd in, in London. Yeah. Talent is going to be a thing that's going to dry yeah. up at some
1: point, right? Yeah, absolutely. But also in terms of driving growth throughout the UK, I mm. think the work that they're doing to actually expand offices in other locations to build up um, hubs not only in the north in the case of Adam, but uh, Southampton in the case of Starling and mm. in Wales. I think that's really good for the economy as a whole because we have talent across the company or across the country that we're really not tapping into unless we start to see that expansion. So Really yeah. great.
0: All right, in at number Number three, we have Gymshark, Shark, who yeah. um, I didn't know so much, but um, yeah. apparently like a super young guy. You said, pet, right? I think he's like Twenty-seven year old yeah. who started a, a, a gym chain company, which is amazing. So uh, doing really well. Congratulations! Yeah, congrats. Uh, In at two, we have. I mean, this is knowing who we've talked about to date. Mm-hmm. The last two, mm-hmm. given our focus in fintech, can probably only be yeah. a one or two. Um, but in at two was Revolut.
1: Yeah
0: doing amazing things.
1: Yeah, doing really cool stuff. I like seeing them on this list too because they had a bit of back and forth in terms of their uh, media standing, should I say, mm-hmm. in terms of like whether the articles written about them were positive or negative. But I think this really goes to show that, despite some of that, they're still like seen as a very reputable company to work for, and they're attracting a lot of talent. So yeah. yeah, really excited for
0: them. Well, and they've made some really strong hires recently. Have yeah. they? People out of N twenty six, some people out of Deutsche Bank, yeah. uh, Richard Davies, who was at TSB. PSB, yeah. um, so it's amazing they've really, uh, you know, in terms of the category of like hiring top talent, yeah. they really brought in some amazing people yeah, recently. Yeah. So and, uh, and this week, I think they announced they've hit seven million. Yeah. Uh, customers, which is an amazing thing to, to do. Really so, congratulations great. to you! Uh, I know Chad and the guys yeah. over there will be uh, yeah. uh, definitely sort of super pumped about this yeah, one. Yeah,
1: this all goes to Chad, I'm sure. I'm hey. sure. <laughs> um,
0: and in at number one is Monzo. Ooh, go
1: Monzo! Uh, I
0: think um, unsurprising, I'd say, in mm-hmm. terms of like the impact that they probably had. I think um, they're sort of the default. Um, example that I Mm -hmm. think people are using not just here now but globally I'd say in terms of the challenger bank space yeah and the I think the impact that they've had is is pretty phenomenal but yeah
1: Yeah, I actually just um, got a gift from a guy on my team today Drew Graham Uh, which is a printout on canvas of a tweet from Tom Blomfield that's like, uh, we have a top secret weapon that most companies don't know about. Uh, We talk to customers. (laughs) It was uh, something quite like that. I'm probably not getting it exactly right. But the reality is they do a really good job in terms of building a product, in terms of building the community. Mm. Um, They're now scaling uh, to the U.S., which is quite cool to see them start globally expand. But yeah, they have done a really good job.
0: They've opened a call center. So it's a uh, call center mm, in Vegas. Vegas? Yeah. yeah. Which I would I, like, if anything was going to attract people yeah. to your job postings, it's yeah. probably like a job advert in Vegas. I'm not going to lie. But uh, <laughs> but it's, yeah. um, I mean, on reflections of the list, like it's amazing to mm-hmm. see so many fintechs. Mm-hmm. You know, like this... This list is not just uh, not just financial services, yeah. but like startups across mm-hmm. the piece. Like yeah. fintech, just is the best industry to be working in right yeah. now.
1: Well, particularly in the UK, mm. I think the fact is that we still have a regulator that's really um, supporting and inspiring the the new entrants that we're seeing, enabling new um, new companies to come to market, even with the full banking license, to really compete on equal footing with the incumbents in a way that you just don't see. So, if you look at areas like Singapore, like Hong Kong, like mm. in the US. Um, you don't see the same type of healthy environment that's enabling fintech to thrive. So it's one of the things I actually love about the country is that we are just um, we're not only leaders in the space, but we don't take it for granted, mm-hmm. and very much creating an ecosystem that continues to enable it to thrive.
0: Yeah, and there's a there's a nice mix as well between mm-hmm. uh, you know obviously Monzo, Revolut, Starling, mm-hmm. uh, Babel, like B two C and B two B players yeah. in this in this listing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you're absolutely. seeing um, and, and actually interestingly, if you look at maybe in the top. Uh, you know, top seven, top eight, nine, 10, like actually community drives so much in the Mm -hmm. establishment of these brands, really. Is this... Is this the difference, do you think? You know, actually, yeah. you know, traditional companies are use marketing in a mm-hmm. very different way. Yeah. Um, the community that's built around uh, you yeah. know, the the Starlings, the Monzos, the, the Revolutes is yeah. so strong, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well actually so one of the reasons why Drew got that gift is we could say it till we're blue in the face, but the reality is the way that products are built today is all through building things quickly, but through close customer contact. Mm-hmm. Like talking to customers, listening to customers, having that lean feedback loop. And it's only through that true engagement and really One, caring about your customers and solving well for them first and foremost before you even um, kind of look at the the commercial aspects of it. Mm -hmm. If you solve first for solving for your customers, then you're going to win in the market. So I think... The work that they've done to truly do that enables them to build communities almost as a, as a result. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really impressive that they're not only doing that and showing new products and new business models, but a new way of um, building and bringing something to market that's really influential throughout uh, the ecosystem. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was um, when we were back at Money 2020, I did an mm-hmm. interview with Patrick Collinson, and mm-hmm. he said exactly like that. Yeah. It was like, you know, I was like, tell us the secret. What You know, like you've yeah. started a 22 billion pound company. Like, yeah. what's the secret? And he was just yeah. like, listen to customers' do it, repeat. That was yeah. it. You know? So it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's amazing how simple these things sound when you say them out loud, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely, but to be fair, for an incumbent industry where for a long time you had to like perfectly spec things out before you even started building, mm-hmm. um, it is quite a, a difference. So yeah, they're bringing something new but quite obvious whenever you, you say it like that.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's nice to see, I guess, so many uh, different types of mm-hmm. industries potentially. I know there's lots yeah. of FinTech in here, but I mean, there's communications, there's a little bit of consultancy coming into it, which mm-hmm. uh, definitely, from our perspective is uh, an industry that needs changing for sure. Yeah. Um, but like you say, uh, and, and we were sort of talking mm-hmm. about earlier on, is like given the fact that we're managing to sustain yeah. these many startups in yeah. London and the UK, that's a, a pretty decent sign as
1: well. Yeah, not only sustain them, but like they are like killing it. Like mm-hmm. to say that they're sustaining is almost like an understatement. they're um, definitely thriving. So I want to say so um, at least a handful of them have over a unicorn valuation. Mm-hmm. Lots of them have hundreds, if not over... I don't know if any of them have over a thousand employees. Maybe Revolut, um, but really growing and thriving.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Revolut and Monzo must be. I think they're sort of eight to nine hundred Are each, there? aren't they? Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, which is amazing. But yeah. I, I'd say you know when you look at the you know top five, top four mm-hmm. at least. All of them are predicting Mm -hmm. to at least double their Mm -hmm. employee base in the next year, which is amazing. So, you know, the the growth of these companies to date has been phenomenal, but it's not going to be sort of, you know, slowing down in any sort of way, which is great.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, definitely from our perspective, we're going to be doubling at least, I think, yeah. in terms of, like, we, we sort of said in the thing that we put out, I think mm-hmm. if we if we only do about 50% of what we think we can do next year, then mm-hmm. it's going to be a pretty exciting year.
1: Yeah, and really that type of growth, once you get to that exponential point, is really impressive because it means that you have a significant enough Um, establishment of the leadership team in place actually Mm -hmm. onboard all of those new hires. Because there comes a point where when you're hiring more people, it actually slows you down. So it kind of has to ebb and flow. So once you're hitting that rate of growth, it means you have enough key leaders that can help to onboard all of those people. So it's also I think another really good sign of a company being successful and hiring in the talent but I mean obviously, they are hiring the talent because one of the one of the key factors was their ability to draw talent from some of the mm. best companies, so perhaps yeah. that's a, a factor yeah. yeah
0: it's it's interesting because like say when you like say some mm. of these are scale ups in there mm. in the in the, in the, in the mm. sort of truest sense, but the fact that mm. so many uh so significant companies now mm. are able to scale through all of those hurdles mm. because yeah. i mean it's we will say it's like when it mm. was me, Jason, Simon, and Megan and Ross, Mm -hmm. things were quite simple. You know, communication Mm -hmm. was easy and, Mm -hmm. you know, like the five of you around a table is straightforward. Um, When there's like hundreds of you, then communication and all of these things become such a different thing to kind of create. And actually, you know, there's been uh, a reasonably well documented sort of uh, Mm -hmm. cultural sort of, issues mm-hmm. in various different places. Yeah. Managing and mitigating all of those things for you yeah. know 25 big companies is pretty good going.
1: Yeah, because one of the key things you have to do is hire talented people, but then figure out how to empower them to do great work, and yeah. that means Um, I think also when you're quite young, you're very, you you have a visionary team that likes to own and do things, Mm. but eventually you kind of have to let go and you have to hire people, but then give them the space. Mm. But that also has to come with a certain framework for scaling. Because to be fair, when also you have multiple office locations, just becomes a whole other challenge to make sure that you're maintaining and rippling out the culture that you've built in the hub. Um, So, yeah. Very really cool. stuff.
0: So, um, I mean, this week, probably mm. super relevant for this for you, actually, as well. You've been spending some time judging at the Barclays Entrepreneur Awards this yeah, week. Yeah,
1: yeah, How yeah. How was that? Yeah, no, it was really good. So, um, it's part of our entrepreneurs and high growth team, but we do something called the Barclays Entrepreneur Awards. We've been looking at, actually, significantly... Um, probably earlier stage and a bit smaller companies than this, but lots of cool companies like uh, Snag that's focusing on inclusivity and around creating this new type of innovative tights for women. Companies like Zagami, which is like data visualization. IPAC, which is like actually a challenger packaging company that's wow. looking at sustainability. But just lots of cool companies around the UK um, and just wanting to celebrate kind of the, the best and brightest people that are coming up and doing something uh, new in their space. Nice. So yeah, yeah, but very much hits on the same theme of this list is that you know, the U.K. is actually really a hub for talent and innovation. we willing to celebrate that and continue to, to kind of foster it where we can.
0: It's going to be amazing to see who from that list ends up on this list next year, yeah. potentially. So no, it is um, it is amazing. Like, uh, in the U.K., we do – and actually, I, I guess more broadly, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, Jason always says it's like actually, you know, five years ago, it was really hard to start a startup. Mm-hmm. Actually, all of the um, – mm-hmm evolution that we've seen mm-hmm. from ecosystems, mm-hmm. or I mean in the FinTech space, the, the regulatory environment, as mm-hmm. you say, to, to sort mm-hmm. of support it. But more mm-hmm. broadly, I mean, WeWork yeah, didn't yeah. exist yeah, to yeah. us four or five years ago. Yeah. Now you're in a situation where you can hire like three desks and jump in a place and yeah. have a business really quickly. Absolutely. So it kind of feels like the, I mean, mm-hmm. we know we're gonna be heading, heading into a sort of a downturn from a, mm-hmm. uh, an economy perspective, but mm-hmm. I just don't see startups uh, you know, yeah. new startups come to market slowing because not all problems have been fixed yet, for sure.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And something that's quite cool is like companies like yours actually didn't rely on external funding. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I was looking through a lot of the companies that we're looking at for the Barclays Entrepreneur Awards, there's a lot that were similarly like self-sustained, bootstrapped, mm-hmm. or only raised a small amount of funding and are now doing really impressive things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's almost a bit uh, of a signifier of people in the UK, though, who are willing to really invest themselves into this new idea that they're passionate about. I think also VC in the UK have a very pragmatic lens yeah. of only wanting to invest really once they can see very tangible returns on uh, their investment, and so uh, yeah, it's created an opportunity to thrive. But there's also really good entrepreneurial mindset here. People saying that's a problem, I can solve it, and I can do it myself, and I can bootstrap the company to do mm-hmm. it. So yeah,
0: I think it's interesting that uh, I think the VC model Mm -hmm. uh, focuses so heavily on Mm -hmm. short-term returns. Um, You know, that's definitely the thing that's always sort of turned me off from uh, taking any external investment is Mm -hmm. almost um, the, the startup mentality of creating uh, creating a large enough customer base, but not worrying about mm-hmm. a business case. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, I would sort of say I'm quite old-fashioned. I expect a business to make money. You know, yeah. like it needs to be sort of sustainable in terms of that mm-hmm. process. Yeah. But almost like the, there's a healthy tension between that, isn't yeah. there? Uh, almost if you can create the model, show the scale, show mm-hmm. the hockey stick, not just from a user acquisition, yeah. but from a revenue perspective, yeah. and then pour you know petrol on the flames type thing. Yeah. That's when I think it kind of really works.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Because the reality is, you do need sometimes it takes money to make money and you have to have a certain amount of capital in order to grow and to hire. And it's London. If you're based here, you're probably going to be spending... Uh, a pretty good chunk on real estate. The larger you get, that's yeah. just reality. Even at WeWork, which is you know a really great place, but still you have to pay for it. So yeah. you know the money has to come from somewhere. Yeah, um, they're lovely
0: people. They just yeah. don't give you free space. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: lovely, but they want to charge you. Um, but no, and actually in the UK around VC funding, something I uh, thought was really cool is uh, there's like the Rose Review, mm. and a number of other initiatives around creating um, kind of a quality in VC money being dispersed between uh, both male founder-led companies and female founder-led, which has been typically, if you look just at uh, the statistics on it, been a bit underfunded. And so I think in the UK, we're seeing a lot of kind of diversity rise up, which is quite cool as well. Really great.
0: All right. Well, unfortunately, I think probably you and me have mm-hmm. got to go to meetings, haven't we? Yeah. So uh, we better get going. But thank you ever so much for joining us today. Congratulations mm-hmm. to you, everybody who was on the list. Um, you should be super, super proud of everything that you've done. It's uh, amazing to see so many really, really successfuls mm-hmm. coming up in, uh, in the UK. So well done to everybody on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, before we leave, where can people find out more about you, Megan? Yeah,
1: um, on Twitter at Megan Kaywood. Um, yeah, that's the main place. Very good. And
0: as for me, you can find me on at David Breer over on Twitter. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you do want more insights like this, please head over to Fintech Insider Podcast over on iTunes or any podcast provider that you really want to. If you want any topic discussed on air, well, just hit us up over on at Fintech Insider on Twitter and suggest a topic over there. See you guys next week. See you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far, then I assume you really love the show. Please do check out our live shows, Fintech Insider On Air, and also Home Screen on the 11FS YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.